All right, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, everybody. Today is Wednesday, June the 9th, 2021, and there's a fair amount of news to report on today. I would say some of these events that occurred are pretty important, probably not the most exciting to hear with regards to, you know, how how attractive it is to us, but, uh, you know, mentally, but let's, uh, let's start this again, as always, this will be news covered from all over the world that, uh, that's deemed to be pretty significant for us to know. So first off, El Salvador, the country of El Salvador has become the first country in the world to accept Bitcoin as a legal tender. Well, This is interesting, and the reason why is because when you look at it from an external perspective, putting all politics aside, all, you know, economic perspective aside, the whole, you know, the whole nine yards of it, it looks great because it's like, wow, a country's accepting this and, and this is good and what have you. Now, again, there are a lot of people who don't want countries to accept it and want the, the cryptocurrency at the moment to stay the way it is because they want total decentralization, no regulation whatsoever. And again, maybe it's about finding that balance or maybe it isn't right. It's that's not for me to say, especially with me not being an expert in economics whatsoever. Uh, and we can also argue again, no disrespect to anyone who's uh, been taught economics in school. We could argue depending what time you learned economics in your life, what point in, in, in modern history you learned it. There may be certain parts of it that have been falsified in order to lead you down a certain narrative. I'm not saying that in any particular case, but I've heard that to be the case in many uh, in many institutions. Right. Now, with that being said, when we when we implement the economics and the politics of it all, from my understanding, all right, and I, I'm pretty damn sure I'm correct on this one, El Salvador economically is not doing well. So maybe this is an attempt for them to try and, you know, revitalize or regain, not just on from an aesthetic or an optics level, you know, from how other countries and other people around the world view them, but maybe this is an attempt to, to take an opportunity, take a chance on the cryptocurrency, right? Um ask industry, if you will, and, and see what uh, what might come of that. And again, if your country's not doing that well already, there's a lot of different factors when you implement uh, any type of new currency as a legal tender. But again, they're, they're taking a chance and we're, we're going to have to see. I will follow up on this story, but it's going to be more of a long-term one, I think, because you know we want to see the long-term ramifications. The next thing is that Biden is heading to Europe, and according to Reuters, uh, just a handful of minutes ago, as of the time I'm recording this, he plans to announce a vaccine plan for the world. Holy shit. Okay, here's the... the, the, Again... if people don't want to take it, you don't have to, you shouldn't force them, especially with these prizes. And I know it's more catered towards people who, again, you're, you're, we can argue you're exploiting people's vulnerabilities, if you will, in many different areas. If someone is not well off financially and you're offering, you know, a small raffle, just, you know, out, you know, about, you know, 10, 20,000 people get to enter this raffle and one of you is going to win a million bucks. That's pretty damn desperate on behalf of the government, on behalf of, I would say, even a handful of corporations that are pushing this as well. So I, I really got to think, especially with the timing of Biden announcing this vaccine plan, right? Uh, the world vaccine plan, excuse me. Uh, I know that in Canada, as of recently, they announced that I think starting in July, if I'm not mistaken, or the end of this month of June, that if you've been vaccinated, you don't need to do it too week quarantine when you land, um, whether it's domestic or international. I think it's nonsense. I think that people, uh, in my humble opinion, should not have done those quarantines to begin with, because again, that goes against their, their their rights and freedoms. But unfortunately, within Canada, our Charter of Rights and Freedoms and our Constitution is not nearly as powerful as our neighbors um, in the States. So 
with that being said, as many of you know, I was uh, uh, stuck, if you will, in a particular area because I was told many times by my local, provincial, and federal government, you got no problem. You, you don't have to quarantine because it's a domestic within the country flight. I get to where I, I got and uh, I landed there and all of a sudden, no, too bad. So uh, again, the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And now they're saying, if you've been vaccinated, then don't worry about it whatsoever. You shouldn't, I mean, in my opinion, you shouldn't have had to worry about it from the beginning. If the airline does not want to accept you to get on the plane, that's their right as a private company, we could argue. That's a very strong argument to make in a legal sense, right? But if they let you on the plane, then once you get off the plane, it's, well, you got to pay for your own hotel, which is going to cost about two grand. To me, that's very simple. That's the government going, and by the way, that was the actual cost for those who don't know. It was you had to pay for your own quarantine too when you landed wherever you did, whether it was in the country or not. Luckily, I didn't have to, but, you know, that was a very fluky situation, if you will. They're, they were making people pay $2,000 to quarantine for three nights, I think it was, and they had to pay two grand. This was to prop up the profits of the hotel business, and the government was basically giving them a free pass, all right, in my humble opinion. This was happening within Canada. Again, there is uh, uh, the other side of the argument, but it had very controversial um, outlooks. A lot of people said, I don't care. I'm not going to that hotel. Give me the fine part of my English here. But I, I know for a fact, a lot of people said to the government and to the police, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing anything wrong. Uh, the airline let me on the plane. I tested negative. I don't have a vaccine, but that's my right to not get one again. Right. So like ultimately this is uh maybe i'm a little bit too biased in this perspective i lean more towards i don't care if this virus turns you into a zombie it's it's your rights and freedoms and if you want to take the chance as an individual by catching this alleged covid or what have you that is your right to take that chance but i also believe it is your right to choose whether or not you should be forced to quarantine and pay out of your own pocket for that quarantine right so again i'm speaking strictly within canada but again I, i'm sure this outrages many of you specifically in america as as i understand rightfully so right uh the next thing is that uh, pfizer and biotech is now officially testing the COVID vaccine on young children ages 5 to 11 the company announced again th this is i'm not a doctor a lot of people online were saying we don't even know the long-term side effects on adults why test this on children Look, if the kids want to volunteer, but I mean, even that's unfortunate, ages 5 to 11, I, I would have to think the parents are volunteering their children. I don't, I don't know, maybe the parents need the money, but again, these are institutions, in my humble opinion, exploiting people's financial vulnerabilities in order to go have their kids tested on. Look, I guess as a parent, it's your choice, but I mean, from an ethical or moral standpoint, I, I don't, honestly, it's not, it's not my place to tell everyone what to think and how to think but personally in my humble opinion i don't sit right with that that doesn't sit right with me at all uh, the next thing is that according to medical professionals and again i love how you know the mainstream media says medical professionals but when we say that it's no it's it's bullshit i mean anyways according to quote-unquote medical professionals the covid vaccine does not contain any magnetic materials. You know, folks, one of the reasons why I wanted to cover this was not necessarily having to do with this particular headline or, you know, medical professionals say there's no metal in the vaccine. It's, it's mainly because... I wanted to address the fact that people have been asking me many times, Dave, what do you think about the aluminum in it? And, the, you know, people's magnets sticking to, you know, magnets sticking to people's arms where they got the shot in the, in the location of their arm where they got the vaccine uh, jab. Look, folks, my, my opinion on this is... <sighs> It's, we don't know, and, and we don't know either way. 
And that's why I wanted to bring it up. I have tried to distance myself from those discussions because we can be a scientist, we can be a doctor, and we can look at all the documents of the, you know, of, of the formulas of what's in the vaccine and things like this. But ultimately, if there are things in there that even doctors on a public level are not familiar with, how will they know? It's as simple as that. Nobody's smarter than anybody here. You know, nobody's dumber than anybody. Everyone has a valid opinion to ask questions like that. And that's why I have sort of strayed away from commenting on what's in the vaccine. Is this in it? Is that in it? I know in the members episodes, I've brought some things up a little more often because I've had some evidence to suggest it. But that's why I try to stay away from what's in it, what's not in it, because we don't know, guys, one way or the other. Like, that's the thing. And that's, we could, that's a very scary thing as well, too, by the way. The next thing is that a Houston Methodist, Methodist, excuse me, or Methodist hospital has ordered staff to withhold negative reactions caused by the COVID vaccine from official records. Again, how, how convenient, right? The mainstream media will not report this. This came from a handful of independent journalists in addition to some disgruntled or upset journalists that used to work at uh, New York Times, Politico, Washington Post. So again, it's interesting how these journalists are reliable when they work for the Post and they work for the Times, but when and they leave and they start their own substack or they start their own independent column or you know they, they become a writer for a um a smaller news outlet that lets them uh speak much more freely or write much more freely to the public all of a sudden they're not to be trusted or you know this outlet's not reputable yeah because you know the washington post 600 million dollar contract with the cia that makes the post reputable right you know so Anyways, the uh, the next thing is that the Premier League, the soccer or football Premier League, uh, has become the first to say that its players will not be taking a knee. This is interesting. I really do think that it doesn't have to do, in, again, in my opinion, I might lose subscribers, viewers, listeners for this, but I will tell you, there are two angles to the whole Colin Kaepernick taking a knee thing here. I personally think that the the message has been delivered. A lot of people have gotten the point. At the same time, though, Again, if a team wants to kneel, doesn't it doesn't really phase me. And if they don't if they don't want to kneel, doesn't phase me. And if they do, it doesn't phase me. That's just me personally. Some people don't like the kneeling. I understand that. Some people play devil's advocate on that reason, and I understand the other side as well, right? Uh, the next thing is that, okay, this is a pretty decently big scandal in my opinion, but again, the mainstream media is not going to touch on it. Some outlets, more so in the UK, and I like, you know, Daily Mail and all that. I think the New York Post has reported on this as well, but there are text messages showing Hunter Biden using the N-word. Now, again, he's 50 or 51 years old. I think, honestly, I think, I mean, anyone is, I think a five-year-old is more mature than Hunter Biden, especially with the things we've seen, the tapes, the text messages. He's using the N-word dozens, dozens and dozens of times over to his lawyer, whatever. I don't, like, here's the thing. Where is the outrage from CNN and all that, right? Now, again, I'm not going to get into the context of the culture behind, obviously, the N-word and stuff like that, but where is the outrage from CNN, MSNBC, or, or, or what have you, right? I, I mean, let's be totally honest here, not trying to side with Trump whatsoever, but if there were text messages of Don Jr. or Eric Trump Jr., who, by the way, I want to make it clear, I'm not fans of, but to, to be quite honest, but if there was text message evidence of them saying that, my God, that would have ran on CNN and MSNBC for days and days and days. For me, folks, it's all about calling out both sides. If there's corruption in the Republican Party, let's call it out. If there's corruption within the Democratic Party, specifically the president's son, let's call it out too. Well, you might be saying, Dave, this isn't corruption. Well, it's not corruption. However, 
some of the text messages were Hunter Biden talking to his lawyer using the N-word and this and that, right? And the reason why I bring this up is because Hunter Biden was appointed to sit on Burisma, right? Which is, I believe, an oil company in Ukraine, if I'm not mistaken. The hell does Hunter Biden know about oil? This is obviously him, him cashing in his father's last name. So could we say that's corruption? Technically, yes, but that happens in politics all the time on both sides. So ultimately, what it comes back down to is why won't Joe Biden address his son's like ridiculous and childish texting? Why won't the media press him on it? It's very simple, right? I mean, again, I'm I'm not going to spend more time on this because it just fuels more culture wars, if you will, and things like that. And nobody ends up winning. It's always gotcha, gotcha, right? But I felt like it needed to be addressed because, again, where we got to call out the media when they're not doing their job and they never really do to be honest but you know what i mean so the next thing is that the un united nations warns of mass deaths in myanmar after over a hundred thousand people fleed their homes yeah sure they don't want to get caught in the crossfire i mean look uh, again i guess it's a good thing on the part of the un to warn you know if you want to you know you should probably get out of there because there might be some mass deaths or what have you Look, it's a war zone. It's very simple. People are going to flee their homes. It's very black and white, right? It's unfortunate, but it's true. It's This is one of those few instances where it is black and white. It's sad that the positive events have to be so circumstantial or not, not you know, you can't really make a full-on yes or no decision, but the negative events are black and white, if you will, in a lot of cases, in the sense of, you know, being direct. You got to leave your home or else you're going to die. It's so bad. It's so unfortunate, right? The uh, the next thing is that Melbourne is set to exit their lockdown with COVID cases allegedly controlled, according to the government of Melbourne. Again, they do what you want. Like I, like I always say, I don't know what else I can add to that perspective that I've already that I haven't already mentioned for the past week, two weeks. Um, or even more. Australia has nabbed hundreds of tha- uh, hundreds, excuse me, of people in a global crackdown on an organized crime investigation. I'm not sure if this has any correlation to the FBI app that I spoke about in yesterday's Kraken episode, but again, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting to see. And uh, again, it, it's realistically though, it's just like many other things in life. You know, whether you're a bookie, a drug dealer, a loan shark, whatever, there's always someone to come replace that person who got, um, got arrested. Right. And even in some cases, if it really is that organized, the person that is replacing the one that's going to jail will put aside a percentage of the uh, criminal income for that person that he replaced when the guy in jail gets out. It's a very fluid, fluid structure, the way it works. Right. So, and it's not really a secret at this point. Um, the next thing is that, uh, let's see here. The UN has also called for more action. I hate when they call for it. Did, anyways, they call for more action to fight AIDS against the COVID setback. Is anyone going to do anything about it? It's simple. The, the, at this point, I don't know what else to say when the UN calls for stuff. I don't know. The next thing is that, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, folks. AIDS is a serious issue. I'm just saying the UN, they can call for all these things. They can call for a magical pony to come down. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, the next thing is that searches for cryptocurrencies or those form of exchanges in China are now blocked. And uh, some analysts are saying Bitcoin will fall to 20,000 per coin, whether that has to do with, uh, you know, China blocking Bitcoin or El Salvador accepting uh, Bitcoin or the whole, you know, the crypto uh, phenomenon, if you will. Look, um, this is the this is the problem with uh, we can argue with China. There's uh, again there's big problems in the West too with censorship. But I mean China is just like with the CCP as you all most of you probably know. You got no choice. You don't have Google there and Facebook. Granted, they have their own versions of it, but I would imagine it's something CCP can control, right? So 
Again, it's that whole isolationist nationalistic perspective versus the global perspective, if you will, and it's a, it, it conflates and it's iffy. So, The next thing is that uh, the White House has revoked the Trump-era executive order against TikTok and WeChat with regards to banning them in the West or in the United States more specifically. Uh, but can, if, he, if, if that were to go through, Canada would have followed. So again, I, I don't mind this and I'll tell you why. Uh, there, there, it is a, a double-edged sword. And the reason why I say metaphorically, the reason I say that is because I doubt Joe Biden is thinking this, but the CIA probably is. Keep it in the country so that you can track the metadata of what's being surveilled on the American people. So that's, that's counterintelligence right there, right? The CIA can track what the CCP's intelligence is tracking, you know, tit for tat sort of thing. Now, the other unfortunate thing too, though, is that if you don't catch on to what the CCP is doing, assuming they're tracking people and collecting their data illegally on TikTok and WeChat, then you got a problem. So the CIA needs to really, from a surveillance perspective, know what they're doing here, right? If not, then in this particular case, I would agree with Trump because this is a serious data concern. With that being said, though, to play devil's advocate one last time here, we can also argue that the genie's already out of the bottle. So in the sense of if they really want your data, they'll get it, right? Even if it's at a mass level, if you don't have TikTok, you probably got Facebook, you probably got Instagram. And what makes you think that, you know, it's any different? However, the CCP's intelligence arm may have more uh, reach, if you will, into TikTok and WeChat than it does Facebook and Twitter or, or whatever, right? But uh, but moving on, the next thing is that the former Mongolian prime minister has now won the presidency. In some countries, as you know, there are prime ministers and presidents. There's a difference. Uh, in some countries, the prime minister is more powerful. In other countries, the president is more powerful. In the West, we don't necessarily have that system. I, in Canada, we have a prime minister, uh, obviously, as you all, as most of you know, Justin Trudeau. I'm not sure if there's a president of Canada, and if there is, I don't think there's much of a symbolic role being played there. But anyways, the um, the next thing is that. Sorry about that. The uh, The next thing is that oil hits two-year high. Uh, the price of oil hits a two-year high as doubts gather over Iran's uh, market return. It's just, it, it's the market. It fluctuates. Reactions based on certain world events. I don't, I'm not trying to pretend to be an expert, but I would like to know more about this context with regards to Iran and for me to comment more specifically. The next thing is that Syria says, oh my God, this is, this is going to be a problem. Syria says that the Israeli airstrikes during the whole Gaza conflict with Hamas over there in Palestine uh, targeted Damascus. Uh, I'm going to have to do a whole episode just on that. It, it's... Again, issues in the Middle East, it's maybe Israel took the chance of having some of their um, airstrikes targeted towards Syria more than now. Again, Israel claimed that some of those airstrikes came out of Syria. It, it's complicated. It depends on what part of Syria. I'll be totally honest with all of you. It depends. Is it the one where the U.S. has control, ISIS has control or Assad and Putin have control? It's hard. It's hard to say. So um, that's why I don't want to comment on something because we can it. it if there's a situation where we could extrapolate into many different areas or avenues, I don't like going into that because it could just it could be one of a thousand different things, right? The next thing is that Iraq um, has released an Iran, an alleged Iran-aligned commander that was arrested on terror charges. I can't help but think it was either the influence of Russia 
or the U.S. and maybe China, but probably Russia or the U.S. They seem to be more at it in the Middle East with regards to their chess moves. Um, so it, it, let's see what happens there. Again, this is nothing new. The CIA has secretly ordered for certain terrorists to be released because, you know, the 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 media and the, the, the press in the Western world needs an enemy and things like that for the bigger picture, right? To justify military increased budget and things like this. The um, the next thing is that a uh, that mine clearance workers, people working in mines, like to clear it out, were shot dead in Afghanistan. I think a, about ten of them were. Again, after Afghanistan, so sad to see. Uh, it, it's a disaster, from my understanding. Um, yeah, sad to see. Italy's birth rate is plummeting, and COVID didn't help it. Okay, Italy's birth rate is plummeting, and I'm I'm largely for the most part Italian, so I can I can comment on this. I've been to Italy a handful of times. At least from where I've been, it, it's very simple. The Italian people, and not everyone, because there are hardworking people, but again, my own culture, from what I've seen, my own ethnicity, they, a lot of them don't want to work. They just, they, they don't want to work. I'll give you a quick little example, a quick little story. A relative of mine went to Italy uh, recently, um, right before COVID hit, and they went out and uh, they saw it was, um, it, it was raining that day. And then he goes to the, the local coffee shop downward from where he was staying, and he sees the coffee shop is flooded. And he asked most of the people there, how come you're not working? And they said, we're not working because it's raining, so we're taking the day off. Now, I want to be very clear, that's not the mentality of all Italian people, but that seems to be the mentality of a good chunk of them. So, for example, like here in the, um, in the, in the West, if you want to become a lawyer, right, while you're in school for a lawyer, if you need to pay for college, if it's not paid for, or, you know, university, what do you do? You get a part-time job, right, to pay for that. You become whatever, a cleaner, a waitress, some type of job, just to pay the bills, right? In Italy, it's not like that. The mentality of the, of the younger generation is, well, if I'm becoming a lawyer, then I already deserve that title and I'm not working uh, these type of half-assed jobs to pay the bills because I'm going to be... It's very egotistical. Again, I'm not saying this is all of the young Italian generation, but I can understand why birth rates are decreasing. You mix that mentality of a lot of the people there with COVID or with you know the whole isolation of the pandemic... You're either going to have a lot of babies or nothing because you're going to have you're either going to have people arguing because they're having to be quarantined for so long or you're going to have people. It's true. Having sex like crazy. So <laughs> um, the next thing is that uh, Russia has complained to UEFA, the football or soccer uh, institution over Ukraine football shirts or jerseys. Okay, this is ego again. It's like that Saudi Arabia thing, but whatever, um, in my opinion. The next thing is that Australian casinos are being targeted in a money laundering probe. Casinos all over the world are always involved in money laundering, so this could be organized crime. Who knows what this could be, um, which it probably is. The next thing, or the final thing, is that I've, I thought it would end this off on a bit of a positive note. Uh, a Polish league soccer or football match, whatever you prefer to call it, was disrupted by a guy who came onto the field in a parachute. They called him the parachute pitch man. And for those that are not um, that are not familiar with the terms of soccer or football, they call the field the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I, kind of funny. Can you imagine, you know, you're playing soccer, you're watching a game, and a guy in a parachute just lands? <laughs> so, anyways, that's it for today. Uh, there, we have a uh, regular members episode coming out later on today. We also have um, another public episode coming out in addition to much, much more content over the course of this week and obviously the coming weeks as well. So, we will catch all of you later on. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Cheers.